if you're ready. Many receive advice. Many receive advice. Only the wise profit from it. Many receive advice. Only the wise profit from it. I hope that we are the wise that when we receive advice, we go forth and do it. And the best advice you can get is the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we begin this portion of the service, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, who dwells within us, Father God, opens our eyes of our understanding to greater revelation, Father God, as we hear your word. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that great and mighty things transpire because of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, last week, the first Sunday of the year, that was the 7th, uh, we found out that 2018 is going to be a productive year. We need to be totally committed to God. 2018 will be a year of the Spirit, we said. The year of, year of the Spirit to accomplish dreams, visions, and goals. Thus, we have to walk closer with God that 2018 will be a reality, Father God. So we said, now is the time to engage, glory. Gauge your faith and take some action. Okay, so let's now turn to the book of Jeremiah. Quickly. Glory to God, I know it's in here someplace. That's Jeremiah chapter 9. That's Jeremiah chapter 9. We will uh, begin with verse 23. Thus says the Lord, Let not thy wise men glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorif glorifieth glory in this, that he understands and knoweth me that I am the Lord, which exercises loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. So it's the Lord that we need to delight in, to glor give glory to. Amen? Nothing of ourselves. We need to empty ourselves. We, we mentioned that last week. We need to empty ourselves in 2018 and let our spirits soar with the Lord. Amen? Okay, every day, I bet I can tell you something you did today, each and every one of you. Every day you walk through a door, or doors. I bet you let, went at least through six doors today. There's two right here. Cars is three and four. House is five. And all the rooms you run through, there's doors, maybe six, seven, eight. So every day we run through doors, different doors. Um, you need a door to get from one place to another. If there's no door, a person can be confined or locked up. Being confined or tied down to a particular place speaks of stagnation. I can't get the words out this morning. Doorways, doors and doorways are places of transitions. If you look at 
through the Word of God, there are doors or doorways that were transitions. You think of, of uh, Jacob and Mount Bethel. The heavens opened up and there was a doorway. The, heavens, uh, the angels went up and down on, quote, on, quote, on the ladder. Um, we move through, through doorways to get in or out. We move uh, to get into other rooms. Doors can hide or doors can reveal. Doors can exclude or include. Doors can discourage or doors can encourage. It all depends where the door is located at. Amen? A closed door excludes and prevents unauthorized personnel in or out. Amen? Closed door represents, or I should say, brings a stop, a closed door stops you from going someplace. Amen? Um, in the spiritual realm, now we're going to look at doors in the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, doors can be open, and when they're open, revival takes place in one's spirit. Think about that. When Jacob saw that door open, he was revived in his spirit. And in 2018, there are doors of opportunity for each and every one of us to go through to be a success in whatever we, we need to be in. Most doors have keys to open or unlock. So too, there are spiritual keys that are used to open certain doors. Okay? So, uh, since let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 16. In Matthew, chapter 16, Jesus is speaking, and look what he says here. Matthew, chapter 16, looking at verse 19. I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdoms of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth, thou shalt bind in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth, shall be loosed in heaven. So, keys. Keys go to locks. So, keys. God has, Jesus said, I'm giving you keys to either open something or close, or lock up something. Amen. Boy, you're all excited, I tell you what. I tell you what. I think there was some excitement for some of you when you, when you got a set of, your first set of keys for a car. I remember the first time I got a car. The key, oh man, this is mine. I was jumping up and down, you know, almost. Got in the car, didn't race it because the folks were there. Got around the corner and stepped on it. But those were my keys. And then those, those of us that... Uh, Got our first apartment or our first house. This is my key. Nobody, nobody else. This is mine. So you could lock that or you could unlock it. You lock it. Nobody else can get in. And you unlock it and everybody comes in. You know, it's open. So we have keys into the spiritual realm. And God wants us to use those keys because there's opportunities out there this year 
that'll put you over. Up here. And there's keys that you can lock up where the devil can't get in there any longer. How about that? That sounds good. You know the devil's coming in. Aha, you can't get in. So we got to use these keys. We have keys for opportunities. Use those keys that God's given us. Amen? Okay, let's see here. Keys to different places. Keys to open doors for victory, deliverance, breakthroughs, success, promotion, increase, good health. These are all good keys. Some of us have never thought of some of these things. You know, I never thought, okay, there's a key to health. Yeah. Open that key for good health to come my way and lock it the other way so the devil can't affect me any longer. Use this key. You begin to use the keys because God, Jesus says, I give you keys. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So open that door for good health this year. I mean, there's enough people that are uh, being attacked from last year with these cold symptoms. We need to lock the door on these things. Don't let it come into your family your own self. Amen? 2018 will be a year of open door opportunities. When God opens the door, you're, you are blessed. Amen? Glory to God. As we seek for open doors in 2018, our expectations should be high. Uh, there was a game show. I don't know if there's still a game show. And, uh, when I was younger, you know, I seen it, but I wasn't really watching it that much because the folks were watching. But they had three doors there. Which door do you want? And they gave you a key. Well, you've got a key. You've got keys. You can open the perfect door. Glory to God. Okay, God will give, a, give you the insight to open doors that will benefit your life and bring success. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, let's go all the way back to the old, uh, pardon me, last book of the New Testament, is, which is, anybody? Some of you weren't there. Okay, we'll go to the book of Revelation. Chapter 3. Already we've seen that in, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. Jesus says, I've given you the keys of heaven. Glory to God. Keys of the kingdom. Now we're going to see some other keys here. And chapter 3 of Revelation. Jesus is speaking. Let's go to verse Eight, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before you thee an open door. No man can shut it, for thou hast little strength, and thou hast kept my word, and, ha and hath not denied my name. So there, God said, Jesus says, I've got the doors open for you. 2018 has opened doors. 
All we need to do is walk through it. We need to have the courage to do what God's called us to do. He's not giving us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. So let's go. When the door is open, Jesus said, the door is open for you. That means there's blessings coming your way. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We need to be encouraged. Who's telling us this? Look at your Bible again. Who's telling it? It's written in red. That means Jesus is speaking it. So Jesus is telling us, the door's open. Let's go. Quit. Say, you know, what's wrong with that door? Something's wrong with that door. It's wide open. I don't know what's on the other side or what could be there. So we don't go. The door is open. Jesus said the door is open. When the door is open, and Jesus said, there is blessings. Think about it. There's blessings. He's the one that opens doors. He's the one that shuts doors. And he's given us the keys for certain other doors. We need to be the doorkeeper. David said he wanted to be a doorkeeper in heaven. Well, we are doorkeepers here right now on earth. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven to be a doorkeeper. We are doorkeeper now. He, Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Open them up. Oh, you, you're allowed to do it. Now, as an individual, just like You've got a key for your house, a key for your car. You can lock that door. There can be an open door right there. Jesus says, go through it, and you can take your key and lock it. And what happens when you lock that key to a blessing? You lose out on it. Okay? So, as individuals, and there's open doors... We have keys to lock the blessings. Since we're in the New Testament, let's run back to the book of James for a moment. James chapter 4. Look what James tells us here. In James chapter 4. Look at verse 17. The doors are open, but James tells us, Therefore, James 4, 17, Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, you know it's going good because God has opened the door. And doeth it not, it becomes a sin. God said, I've opened the door for you. I've, I've even given you a light to follow and you don't go. It's a sin to us. When we disobey God, we shut doors. Oh. Now, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, we all do this, this one here. Go all the way back to the book of Exodus. 
I know if you're going to be reading through the Bible, you will eventually get to this chapter. Exodus chapter 16. Look at this. Verse 8. Exodus 16, 8. And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the morning flesh to eat and in the morning bread to the full. For the Lord heareth your murmuring and your murmurs against him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. Unfortunately, as Christians, we, we, some of us gotten the habit of murmuring. Murmuring closes the door. You have a, the door is open to you and you murmur. God said to the Israelis or the Jews as they were going through, I'm going to bring you to the land of milk and honey. The door is wide open. And they began to murmur and complain. How many of those in, of, of that generation went into the promised land? Two. Joshua and Caleb. Because they agreed with God. They didn't murmur. Everybody else murmured. How many times have you murmured this week? Ah, those dogs. <laughs> those bratty kids going down the street, making all that noise, kicking the can, you know. Murmur. What happened to that door that was open for me? I closed it because of my murmuring. You have closed some doors that God has opened for you to be, to be a blessing to you, and you closed it because you murmured on something. We've got to remove the habit of murmuring. Learn to bite your lip or bite, you know, I'll try to bite mine, but you're going to bite yours. Or, you know, put a, one of those tapes over your mouth and say, what's wrong with you? I don't want to murmur anymore. You know. Uh, don't, <laughs> I hate to say this. Uh, Sometimes I would come off with a bad confession, which is murmuring. And, you know, the wife and I says, okay, let's help each other out here. If you say something bad, I'm going to agree with you. It's going to come to pass. Oh, no, no. Don't. So, she, so if I said something wrong, she says, okay, I'll agree with you. It's going to come to pass. Oh, no, no, no. So get you kind of bite your lip on murmuring. You know, if you've got somebody to help you out in that area, do so. Help them out. And it helps you out too because you become more sensitive to murmuring and complaining. Okay? Murmuring is a, is a, or complaining is a bad spirit. Uh, we should give it, give it up. When, when we murmur, it's a dispute against God. Wow. You're disputing God. Um, to murmur means to grumble 
in a low tone. Nobody's ever done that. Could have got the coffee a bit warmer. Yeah, yeah. It's a murmur, and it closes the door. You just lock the door on yourself. Let's go to Matthew. Uh, let's see what the, the New Testament says about murmuring or complaining a little bit. Um, in the book of Matthew, chapter 20, Matthew chapter 20. Well, beginning verse 1. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that, that is a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had, when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into the vineyard. And you go down, and all of a sudden, when they came down to, you know, he hired different men at different hours. So at the at the End of the day, the guy says, you know, here comes the labor. Here, here's, your, here's your penny. You worked a day. And the guy, hey, wait a minute. This guy only worked an hour, and he got a penny. Shouldn't I get more? Well, didn't you just agree at the very beginning of the day that you'd work for a penny? Yeah, but I, I worked all day, and I'm only getting a penny, and he, he only worked an hour, and he's, he only, he's getting a penny. I should get more. No. You're murmuring. Swear to your own hurt. Oh, that's a hard one. You'll find that in, in the book of Psalms. Swear to your own hurt. You say something to somebody, you have to follow through on it. Don't murmur. Well, they got you. Oh, boy, that's not bad. Uh, let's go to the book, uh, since we're there. Let's go to the book of Luke. This time, Luke chapter 5. In Luke chapter 5, we find something interesting here. Look at verse 30. Five, Luke 5, 30. But to the scribes and Pharisees, and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with publicans and sinners? They murmured and complained. It wasn't their place to say who you associate with, but they murmured. What's wrong with you going over there? If you see something wrong, pray about it. Don't complain about it. Oh. John chapter 6. Well, you know, th those were Pharisees and publicans. They, you know, they're, they're, they don't know what they're doing. John chapter 6. Verse 41. 
Then the Jews murmured at him because he said, I am the bread of bread which comes down from heaven. And they said, is not, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it that he has said, I came down from heaven? Verse 43, Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. Oh, don't murmur. If you've got something bad, to, don't. What's that? Which one was it? Is it Alice in Wonderland or something? The, uh, the, uh, the rabbit says, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. You know, uh, some of us need to take some advice. And that's worldly advice. Don't say anything at all. Wow. Now there's an antibiotic for this, murmuring and complaining. Let's go to, to the book of Philippians. In the book of Philippians, chapter 2, look at verse 14. Philippians 2.14 says, Do all things without... It must be a misprint. Murmuring and disputing. That you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. So if we don't murmur and complain, we're going to be shining as lights. Our doorway will be open for us. Holding the truth of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Yea, if I, if I be uh, offered upon the, uh, upon the sacrifice and service of, of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. So glory to God, hallelujah. It says we should not, what? Do all things without murmuring and disputing. Wow, that's heavy. Well, let's look at one other one. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Look at this one. Not only will murmuring and complaining close the door, it'll do something else. Can you figure out what? All of you are interested, I know, I can tell. Because <laughs> you know people that murmur, and you don't do, but you want to know what, what, what happens to a murmurer. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, looking at verse 10. Neither murmur ye, don't murmur you, as some of them also murmured. Well, we can stop right there, right? But it goes on and says, because they, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Murmuring, murmuring, complaining is going to bring destruction to you. I mean, the door, the door of 
of opportunities now close and now destruction comes upon us because we have a bad habit of murmuring. So that's one of the things you got to put on your list for next week. Fasting, no murmuring. Let's get rid of it. Amen? Oh boy. Okay, another thing. A lack of vigilance and prayerlessness will shut the doors and become difficult for you to exercise your authority. Well, if you've got the keys to open and close, let's see what Matthew chapter 26 says. Now, if you're looking for a uh, title this morning, Open Doors. Matthew chapter 26. Look at verse 41. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. What's a temptation? Murmuring. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Your spirit wants to do right, but uh, something drags you along. Your flesh. Oh, I kind of like doing this. It's not good. It's not good. Now, Let's look at some good keys that'll help us rise above the thing, that'll keep the doors open. Good keys. Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles. All the way back to the Old Testament. Second Chronicles chapter 20 this time. Second, this is a key. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, looking at verse 22. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and the Mount Sur, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. So if we will begin to sing praises unto God, your murmuring is going to stop. And the enemy is going to just be stopped right there. Okay, let's, let's, bring it, let's bring it into the New Testament. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 2. And we will find also something very interesting in a moment on praise. This, so this is the key that we need to use. One of the use, uh, key to keep uh, the door open. Acts, chapter 2, verse... 47, the last verse of, the, of Acts 2. Praising, verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily as should be saved. Glory to God. Things are going to take place. You have favor. The doors open because you praise God and the blessings come upon you. What do you need added to you this day? Is there something that you want, something to say? You want it added to you? If you praise God, it'll be added unto you. Uh Uh-oh. Acts 16. Let's look on. Acts chapter 16. Oops, I've got to go to Acts 16. In Acts chapter 16, we see something else here. Acts 16, uh, looking at verse...
we see that uh, Paul and Silas are in jail. Verse 25, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, and the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open. Open doors. Praise keeps the doors open. Something's coming against me. Start praising God. He'll keep the door. The enemy has ambushments against and the doors stay open for blessings to come your way. Come my way. Amen? Okay. God delights in the praise of his people. It says. We have this powerful key. Sadly, most Christians neglect this key that can open so many closed doors that are before them. Now, anybody have heard or read books about, from Rabbi Jonathan Kahn? I mean, he's got some phenomenal things. Okay, here's what he says. There is a word in the New Testament. It's only one, used once or twice. And he, unfortunately, he didn't give me the, uh, the address. But praise in the New Testament means to kiss. In the Hebrew, to kiss. Now, it's all right, John, don't worry about it. Do you remember the first time you kissed somebody? I mean, especially, you know, wow, this is, she is, or he is, wow, you know, ooh. I mean, kissing is intimate. Praising God is like kissing God. It's intimate to him. It's, I mean, when you kiss somebody, when you got that first kiss, and man, you want to kiss some more. Boy, there was some joy there. Woo, boy, this is good stuff. <laughs> Praise to God is like kissing him. He enjoys it. It's intimate with him. Oh, glory to God. Think about that. When you praise God, he's enjoying it. It's an intimacy with him. Think about that. Kissing brings joy, and it's an expression of what? Love. So when you're praising God, it's like kissing him. It's an expression of your love to him. Boy, find that out. I'm going to start praising God more often. Put my CD on and start listening and start praising God. And he's loving it, and so am I. It lifts you up. And the doors are wide open for his blessings to come upon you. Think about it. Open doors. Glory to God. Uh, let's go to Psalms 42. At this point, this is part of uh, Psalms 42. Psalms chapter 42. That's Psalms 42. Look at verse eight, uh, 7. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All the waves and all thy billows have gone over me. Yet the Lord, verse 8, yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night his song shall be with me and my prayer unto the Lord uh, God my life. Glory to God. He's with us in praise. He likes praise. 
Okay, let's go to a little book, which is Song of Solomon, chapter 1. We talked about kissing. This is what praise does. Psalms 1 verse 2. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For thy love is better than wine. Whoa. Glory to God. This guy was getting high on kisses. I remember I got was high on kisses. Still do. There's some excitement. Think about it. Wow, glory to God. Hallelujah. There's excitement in, in praise. So think about it. When you're praising God, you're, you're, you're being intimate with him. You're kissing him. Glory to God. I mean, that's wild. <laughs> Woo! Okay, the second thing that we can keep the doors open is through prayer. Okay, let's go to Acts, the book of Acts. Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. Let's see if I got it right. Okay, verse 5. Begin verse 5. Acts 12, 5. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would not have brought him uh, forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came, Upon him, and light shineth in the prison, and he smote uh, Peter on the side, and arise him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his claim, uh, chains fell from his, off his hands. Wow. And of course, we know he, he escapes the doors. What happened? Because a prayer was given for Peter, the doors were open. Prayers will keep the doors open, or open doors that. Uh, Normally are shut. So when you pray, you have the keys to open up something for someone. Or even yourself. We need to have prayer. Not only praise, but prayer. Oh, glory to God. Fervent prayer. And James says, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Your prayers are good. God can't ignore fervent prayers. Something has to happen. The doors are open. And when we get locked in and begin to pray, God opens doors. Think about it. 2018, even doors that are closed to you will now be open because you pray about it. And you praise. Doors are open. What doors do you want open? Some doors that are just going to just blow your mind. 
Oh, what, what else can give, uh, keep the doors open? Well, let's go to the 3M section in your Bible and go to the first M, which is in the Old Testament, which would mean, what's the last book in the Old Testament, anybody? Okay, thank you. Malachi, Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. Look at verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into this Torhole house, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now wherewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven. Well, if you need a window open, I mean, that's fine too. And pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So, giving opens the doors. Right giving opens the doors. It pays to be generous to God. Amen. Glory to God. Luke, uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Press down, shaken together, and running over. Be, because you've given, it will be pressed down. Shaken and running over shall men give unto you, unto your bosom. That's opening doors wide. What else do we need besides praise, prayer, giving? How about Psalms in Psalms chapter 24? Psalms 24 tells us something. In Psalms chapter 24. I have verse 7 and 8. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord might, mighty in battle. It takes courage. Courage to keep the doors open. Uh, let's go to, well, in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, it says, Those that will do exploits for God, will do mighty exploits for God. You, need, you have to have courage to do exploits for God. You mean you have to step out and do things for God. That'll keep the doors open. If you're meek or fearful, well, I don't know what's behind that door. You know, uh, years back, uh, late 50s or early 50s, there was... A song called The Green Door. Green Door, what's that, what you're keeping behind you? And everybody was afraid to open that green door because there was a monster behind it. Well, you got, we have to have courage, even though if it's a green door, you knock the door open. What's the, what is the monster holding back from you? He's not wanting you to get the blessing. That monster is a as Slewfoot. He doesn't want you to have the blessing as you, when you break through that door. He says, if I can keep them fearful and not come through this door, I've got them. How many times you have not gone through a door because you are fearful of what's behind that door? 
God says, open that door. You, I've given you the keys. Open the door and get your blessing. And you see, oh, that door's a green door and there's a monster behind it. Open that door. Kick it open. Get your blessing. Throw the... Never mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying here, okay? Praise, prayer, giving, courage. We need to have expectation. What are you expecting? I don't know what God wants me to have. What's your expectation of God? What is your expectation of God this year? Well, maybe, well, let's see what maybe is. Let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. In Ephesians chapter 3, we, we will find out how our expectations should be. Ephesians chapter 3. Oh my gosh, got to hurry. Ephesians chapter 3. Looking at verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. What are we to do? Is able to do exceeding above all that we ask think or think. We're thinking on the, at the low level. Are you not a, a child of God? Does he mean you have to live in poverty? Does he say you can't do this? He says, I've, whatever you put your hand to shall fall apart. Whatever you put your hands to, I'll, uh, the devil will chain you down. No. Whatever you put your hand to shall prosper. It's up to us to move the doors open and keep the doors open. In 2018. Glory to God. Go to Isaiah chapter 45. Oh, I say, oh, you're jumping all over the place and... I don't know where some of these books are anyway, so uh, I'll let somebody else it. Isaiah chapter 45. I know this is, this is uh, about a non-believer, but look what, if he does this for a non-believer, what is he going to do for a believer? Okay? Isaiah chapter 45, verse 1. Thus says the Lord to his anointed. Are you anointed of God? Okay. To Cyrus... Whose right hand I will have holden to subdue nations before him. I will loose the loins of the kings to, to open before him the two leaven gates, and the gate shall not be shut. In other words, the gates are open for you, the doors are open. If he opens that, if he did that for a, a non believer, what's he going to do for a believer? The doors are wide open this year. Look for it. Walk through it. Claim it. 
That's the door I'm going through. I'm going to be blessed by it. Don't say, well, I don't know what's behind the door. I don't know what. It might be a small. No, God doesn't give small. God gives great blessings. He's not limited. We sang a song. No limits, no boundaries. Only increase. Amen? Psalms 84. I've got to hurry up. We've got a huge amount of time. I'm going to hold you over today. Psalms, Psalms 84. No, I won't. I'll go on. Psalms 84. Psalms 84, verse 11 says, For the Lord thy God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Doors are open. He's not going to hold those doors closed on you. He says, the doors are open. Use your keys. I'm not going to withhold anything from you. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Moving along quickly now. In Deuteronomy chapter 30. Are you ready for this one? It's for you. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 9. And the Lord thy God will make thee plenteous in every work of thy hand, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of the land, for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over thee for good as he rejoiced over thy father. He's going to rejoice over you. 2018, he says, Whatever you do with your hand, whatever you do with your body will be blessed. Just start taking it to the Lord. Lord, this is what your word says. The door must be open because your word says it. I'm walking in excellence of health. Whatever I put my hand to shall prosper. Glory to God. I mean, come on. Let's get going with this stuff. And of course, Jeremiah, we know what Jeremiah 29, but let's go there. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Told, tells us, For I know thy thoughts, that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end or expected reward. Are you ready for your reward this year? Some of you are wondering, what, what reward do I have? Open the door. Take your key. He's got doors open for you. Look at the door. I'm running through it. Press forward. Don't fall back. The doors are open. God becomes excited when you follow his plans for your, for your life. God wants so much to bless you in 2018. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, some of us. Find the book of Joel, chapter 2. Joel, chapter 2. Verse 28. This is about us. Joel, chapter 2, verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams. No wonder I'm having dreams. And your young men shall see visions. And upon all 
and also upon thy servants and thy handmaids. In those days will I pour out my spirit. Are you ready? Glory to God. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in, in, in the earth, blood, fire, and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness. That happened just a while ago, just about. We had those fires. The sun, you can see the sun. It was red up there like blood. He's wanting to do great and mighty things. Thank you, Lord. Just about closing. First Corinthians chapter 3. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Oh, glory to God. Are you ready for this one? Verse 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. The door is open and you have an increase. You have to walk through that door. Don't be shy. You're, we're, we need to be bold as lions and harmless as doves. Oh, what did, what, what, what did the Lord say in John chapter 4? Look at this. Quick, quick. This is happening now. This is taking place now in, in your life. You can have it. John chapter 4. Verse 35. John chapter 4, verse 35. Say not ye that there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to Harvest, and he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit into the life into eternal life, life eternal, that both he and the sower and he that reapeth may rejoice together. The harvest is ready. Open the doors. The harvest is ready. He says the doors are the doors are open. Bring the harvest in for your life in 2018. Oh, this is going to be just like last year. No! This is a new year. You have to focus. We need to focus on the harvest that God has set before you. The door is open. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, We need the doors to be open to preach the gospel. We need the doors to be opened for the gifts of the Spirit to operate. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. These things are open to us and available. We need to be saying, Glory, this is what I want. Give me the best gift. Open the doors. The doors are open. We have keys to the door of love, forgiveness, mercy, and gentleness. It's time to use them this year. How many, how many of, uh, I've, you know, you walk, you're in a line or in the grocery line or at the bank and you see these guys, they got a, uh, a chain, a long chain and hooked up to the belt and they got 50 keys, 60 keys on there. 
They use them for what? To open doors to their job, their security, their homes, or could be other places. But they, they use the key. We have keys. Let's begin to use them. Last scripture. Psalms 84. Psalms 84. This is David speaking. Psalms 80. Whoops. Cast it. Psalms 84. Are you ready? This is what David said. Verse 10. Psalms 84.10. This is what David says. For a day in thy courts is greater than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. You have, you are a doorkeeper. You have keys. In 2018, the doors are open to you. And if they're locked, take your keys and open up and, and boldly proclaim your blessing. Take, take that which the enemy has stolen from you. He's got them behind locked doors. Take that which the enemy has stolen from you with a key. I'm the doorkeeper. I'm opening the door. I'm taking back what you took from me. And I'm taking all that which is for me this year. I can't predict what will happen. But you can trust God and his word. It's up to you to open the door. Keep the doors open. Receive. With God, there's no limitations, no boundaries, just increase, breakthrough. Now, don't forget, next week, starting January 22nd to the 27th, we'll be fasting. Oh, glory. I would have her play a song, but we are over. The song would be, Send the Rain. Remember, we, we had that? Send the Rain. Let the fire fall. Heal us one and all. Fall afresh on me. The doors are open. Lord, send the rain. Refresh my spirit to go forth through the open doors. Amen. Let's all stand. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks that this is the year 2018, Father God, and you said that our spirits will soar, Father God. And Father God, through the Spirit, Father God, we will accomplish great and mighty things, Father. So Father, we thank you, Lord, that your word, Father God, will not go void, but you will, that will accomplish that which you've sent it, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, that we are your children, Father God. We are blessed, Father God. And Father God, we will not take that which the enemy would throw at us. We rebuke it, Father God, and we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that the anointing is upon each and every one of our lives for the betterment, not only ourselves, but those that we come in contact with. In Jesus' name, amen.